From McKinsey & Company Strategy and Corporate Finance Practice, I'm Sean Brown, and welcome to Inside the Strategy Room. If you wanted evidence that the only constant in life is change, then look no further than the evolution of the CFO's role. In addition to traditional CFO responsibilities, results from a recent McKinsey survey suggest that the number of functions reporting to CFOs is on the rise. Also increasing is the share of CFOs saying they oversee their company's digital activities and resolve issues outside the finance function. So how can CFOs harness their increasing responsibilities and traditional finance expertise to drive the C-suite agenda and lead substantive change for their companies? Joining us today to answer that question are Ankur Agrawal and Priyanka Prakash. Ankur is a partner in our New York office and one of the leaders of the healthcare systems and services practice. Priyanka is a senior associate also based in New York. She's a chartered accountant by training and drives our research on the evolving role of finance in the CFO. Ankur, Priyanka, thank you so much for joining us today. Let's start with you, Ankur, and a general question about your article, which is based on a recent survey and some of what you learned. Thank you, Sean. We look at the CFO role every two years as part of our ongoing research because CFO is such a pivotal role in driving change at companies. This year, we surveyed 400 survey respondents in April of 2018, and then also subsequently we selected few respondents for interviews to get some qualitative inputs as well. Within the 400 respondents, 212 of those were CFOs, uh, and then the remaining were C-level executives and finance executives uh, who were not CFOs. So we had a healthy mix of CFOs and finance executives versus non-finance executives. And the reason was we wanted to compare and contrast a bit of what CFOs are saying versus what the business leaders are saying to get a full 360 view of CFOs. And the insights out of this survey, first and foremost, the pace of change in the CFO role itself is shockingly fast. If we just compare two years ago, the gamut of roles which reported into the CFO roles has dramatically increased. So on average, approximately six discrete roles almost report into the CFO today, right from procurement to investor relations, uh, and which tend to be some companies very finance-specific. Two years ago, that average was around four. So you can see the pace of change. The second interesting insight out of this survey versus what we found a couple of years back is the cross-functional nature of the role, which is driving transformations, playing a more proactive role in influencing change in the companies. The soft side of the CFO leadership comes out really strongly, and the CFOs are becoming more and more like a generalist C-suite leader. They should be. Uh, They obviously are playing that role, but it is becoming very clear that that's what the business leader expects them to to do. And then two more insights which are not counterintuitive per se, but the the pace of change, again, is remarkable. One is around this need around driving long-term performance versus short-term performance. Last couple of years have been very active times for activist investors. There are lots of his very public activist campaigns, and we clearly see in the data that CFOs are expected to drive long-term performance, right, which is being the stewards of the resources of the company. That data is very clear. And then lastly, the technology, the pace of change of technology and how it's influencing the CFO role. More than half of the CFO functions or finance functions are, are really at the forefront of digitization, whether it is automation, analytics, robotic processes uh, or data visualization, 
more than half have touched these technologies, which is remarkable. And then many more are considering the technological evolution of the functions. So I would say those would be the four areas where uh, this survey has has shown us that you know there are markers of a changing and evolving CFO role for the next decade, as it has been in the last decade. In your survey, did you touch on planning for the long term versus the short term? Our survey suggests, and a lot of the business leaders suggest that you know there is an imperative for the CFO to, the, to be the steward of the long term. And there is this crying need for the finance function to sort of really lead the charge to take the long-term view in the enterprise. What does that mean? I think it's hard to do, very, very hard to do, because the boards, the investors, everybody's looking for the short-term performance. But it, it puts even more uh, responsibility in the finance function in defining and telling the story of how value is being created in the enterprise in the long term. And those CFOs and the finance executive who are able to tell that story uh, and have proof points along the way, I think those are the more successful finance functions, if I may argue. And that was clearly what our survey highlighted. And what it also means is that the finance functions have to focus and put in place KPIs and metrics which talk about the long-term value creation. And it, it is some, a theme which has been picked up by in recent past by the activists who have really taken some companies to task by not only falling short on short-term expectations, but not having a clear view and roadmap for long-term value creation. So it, it is one of the imperatives for the CFO of the future to be the value architect for long term. And um, it's one of the very important aspects of how CFOs will be measured in the future. I noticed in your survey that you did ask CFOs and their non-finance peers where they thought CFOs created the most value. What did you learn from that? Now, this has an interesting link with the entire topic of transformations, right? So we saw that four in 10 CFOs say that they created most value through strategic leadership as well as leading the charge on talent and including setting incentives that are linked with the company's strategy. However, we see that non-finance respondents still believe that CFOs created the most value by spending time on traditional financeivities. Now, this offers an interesting split. What this tells me, one of the things that this indicates is that there's huge opportunity for CFOs to lead the charge on transformation to ensure that they're leading not just um, your traditional finance activities, but also being change agents and leading transformations across the organization. Yeah, and I think the CFOs of the future have to flex different muscles. They have been very, very good in really driving performance. Maybe there's an opportunity to even step up the way the performance is measured in, in the context of transformation, which tend to be very messy. But clearly, CFOs are expected to be the change agents, which, in, which means that they have to be motivational, they have to be inspirational, they have to lead by example, they have to really be cross-functional, they have to really drive the talent agenda. It's a very different muscle, and the CFOs have had less of an opportunity to play, to really leverage that muscle in the past. I think that charismatic leadership from the CFO will be the requirement of the future, right? You also address the CFO's role regarding talent. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, another sort of re- really important message out of the survey is finance function and CFO as a talent factory. 
And what that means is really working hand-in-hand with the CEO and CHRO with this trifecta of these three roles, because CFO knows where to invest the money and where the resources need to be allocated to really drive disproportionate value, hopefully for the long run. The CHRO really is the arbiter of talent and career progression and the whole performance ethic as regard to talent in the company. And the CEO is the navigator and the visionary for, for the company. And really, the three of them coming together can be a very powerful way to really drive talent both within the function but also outside the function. And the finance function leaders expect CFOs to uh, – they, they self-evaluate that they want to play a, a really important role in, in talent management in the future and really create the workforce of the future. And this workforce in finance function, mind you, will be different than it has been in the past. There's already lots of talk about a need of data analytics which is infused in the finance function and even broader outside the organization of finance function. So the CFOs need to foster that talent, really leverage this sort of trifecta to attract, retain, and drive talent going forward. Do you have any examples of successful talent initiatives for the finance function? And can you share any other examples of where CFOs in particular have taken a more active role in talent and talent development? Yeah, so I think, again, an excellent question, and I would sort of share my experience on what I've seen work really well. Look, I think on talent development within the finance function, two types of actions and these are not new actions, but done very purposefully can have this out, you know, significant outsized outcome. One is job rotations, which is how do you really make sure that 20, 30% of your finance function is moving out of the traditional finance role, going out on the business, learning new skills, and that becomes a way where you sort of cultivate and nurture new skills within the finance function, and you do it very purposefully without the fear that you will lose that person, right? If you lose that person, that's sort of fine as well, right? So that is a one tried and tested approach, and some companies have really made that a part of the talent management system. The second is special projects. And again, it sounds simple but hard to execute, and I think making this a part of every finance function executive's role, whether it's a pricing project or a large capex, an IT project implementation, things like that. I think really getting the finance function out outside of their comfort zone, I think that's certainly a must-have. And a third would be, I think there is value in new skills and exposing finance function executives in new skills and uh, creating a curriculum which is very deliberate, whether it is Technology, I think technology is changing so rapidly, so fast, exposing the finance function to newer technologies, newer way of working, collaboration tools. I think those are the few things I would, I would highlight as a way to, to nurture finance talent. Just to add on to that, one of the other things that we also see is that like a lot of the folks whom I talk to say that they very often finance uh, folks get ad hoc requests from folks from other functions, for example. They spend a large chunk of their time actually trying to work on these ad hoc requests that they get from the other parts of the business. Now, a big opportunity here is how does finance ensure that the rest of the non-finance part actually has some basic understanding of finance to make them more self-sufficient to ensure that they are not coming to finance with every single question? 
What this does is, A, it ensures that the rest of the organization has the finance skills and to ensure that they're making the right decisions using financial tools. And secondly, it also significantly frees up the way that the finance organization itself spends its time. If they spend a few hours less working on these ad hoc requests, they can actually invest their time in thinking about strategy, in thinking about how the finance function can improve the decision making. And I think that's a huge benefit which organizations have seen just by upskilling your non-finance workforce to equip them with the financial skills to ensure that your finance team is actually spending time on its most high-value activities. Is this emphasis on talent focused only on those in the finance function itself? What I'm hearing from your response is that it's not just building up the talent within the finance function, but embedding finance talent and capabilities throughout the organization. Is that right? Absolutely, because if you take an example of someone, say, who's in a factory who wants to have like an investment request for something that they want to do at a plant, they will have to know the basic knowledge of finance to evaluate whether this is an investment that we need or not, because at the end of the day, any decision would be incomplete without a financial guidelines on how to do it. So I think truly that merging of your other functions with a strong background and rooting in finance can really improve the quality of decisions that not just the finance function, but other teams and other functions also make in the organization. Priyanka, your survey touches a bit on the topic of digital. What did you learn there? Sure. This is one of those things that everybody wants to do, but The question that I've seen most of my clients struggle with in the initial phases is, yes, I have the intent. There is intent from the top. There is intent from the finance and other teams on how to become more digital. But how do you actually start that process? We see that there are four distinct kinds of technologies or tools that finance teams specifically could use in enabling their digital journey and transformation here. Like we saw earlier, CFOs have way too much on their plates right now. What that essentially means is that they need to invest time and a lot of their thinking into some of these newer, more strategic areas while ensuring that they keep the lights on in the traditional finance activities, finance functions. The biggest tool that will enable them to keep the lights on as well as add value in this new expanded role is to take advantage of automation as well as some of the newer digital technologies that we see. There are basically four types of digital stages that we see as finance functions start to evolve. One is using automation, which is typically the first step that you see. So how do I move from an Excel-based system to, say, like an Alteryx, for example? How do I move from a manual transactional system to something that's more automated where my finance teams don't have to invest time, but it happens in the background, it happens with accuracy, and you know that happens. That's step one. The second thing that we see is as a result of this, we see that you have a lot of data visualization tools that are being used. This is very helpful, especially when you think about the role of FP&A that on how does my FP&A team actually get to 
ensuring that the company makes better decisions, right? So how do I use like a visualization software to get different views of my data to ensure that I'm making the right decision? The third one is how do I use analytics within finance? How do I use, you know, analytics to draw insights from the data that I might have missed otherwise? This could be something in forecasting. This could be something in planning. Uh, but this could also be something that's used when you compare your actual vis-a-vis your budget or your forecast. Your analytics could really help draw out drivers of why there's a variance. And fourthly is how do I then integrate this advanced analytics philosophy across the rest of the company? What this means is how do I integrate my finance and traditional ERP systems with the pricing system, with the operations and supply chain management system? How do I integrate my finance systems with my CRM, again, and ensuring that the whole database is not this large, clunky system, but an agile system that ensures that you actually draw out some insights? Some have suggested that the CFO is ideally suited to also be the chief digital officer. Have you seen any good examples of this? Yeah. Uh, Look, I think there were examples even before the digital uh, technologies took over. I think that in many cases, in some companies, technology function used to report to CFOs, right? There are cases where CFOs have formally or even informally taken over the mandate of a chief digital officer. You don't necessarily need to have a formal reporting role to be a digital leader in the company. CFOs, of course, have an important role in vetting expenses and vetting the investment the company is making. That said, CFOs have this cross-functional breadth of the visibility of the, of the entire domain's uh, functional or business which makes them very well suited to be the digital officer. And indeed, in some cases, CFOs have stepped up and played that more formal role. I would expect in the future they will certainly have an informal role for sure, and in select cases they will continue to have a formal digital officer role. So it sounds like from the results of the survey that the CFO has a much larger role to play, is playing. Where does someone begin on this journey? I think going back to the first point that we discussed on how CFOs should help their companies have a more long-term view, we see that this transformation specifically here to move to more digital technologies, it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be short. Yes, you will see quick wins, but it is going to be a slightly lengthy and oftentimes a little bit of a messy process, especially in the initial stages. So how do we ensure that there is enough leadership energy around this? Because once you have that leadership energy and once you take that long-term view to a digital transformation, the results that you see will pay for itself handsomely. Again, linking this back with the long-term view, this is not going to be a short three-month, six-month process. It's going to be an ongoing evolution And the nature of the digital technologies also evolve as the business evolves. But how do you ensure that your finance and FCNA has the information and the analytics that it does to evolve and be agile along with the business and to ensure that the business responds to changes ahead of the market? How do we ensure that digital ensures that your company is proactively and not reactively reacting to changes in the external market and changes in disruption. Priyanka, any final thoughts you'd like to share? 
all that I'll say is that this is a very, very exciting time for the role of the CFO. I think that a lot of things are changing, but yes, you can't evolve unless you have your fundamentals right. I think this is a very exciting time where CFOs can have the freedom to vision and create and chart their own legacy and then move to a more leadership and influencer role and truly be a change agent in addition to doing their traditional finance functions such as resource allocation, your planning, and all of the other functions well. But I definitely do think that very exciting time for finance organizations, lots of changes, and the evolutionary curve is moving upwards very quickly. Ankur Priyanka, thank you for joining us today. For a full transcript of today's episode and links to all of our past podcasts, please visit our page on mckinsey.com under the Strategy and Corporate Finance section. There you will also find a copy of Ankur and Priyanka's article, The New CFO Mandate, Prioritize, Transform, Repeat. And if you'd like to receive updates featuring our latest insights, you can also sign up for email updates on our website. Follow us on Twitter at MCK Strategy or connect with our community on LinkedIn via the McKinsey Strategy and Corporate Finance page. Thanks again for joining us.